Welcome back, Force users, to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. I'm Alyssa Simmons, and I'm joined today by my two pals, Dino Nicandros. Hello. And Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And today we're covering The Bad Batch, Episode 9, Bounty Lost, written by Matt Michnovitz, directed by Brad Rao and Nathaniel Villanueva, and by God... We're Star Wars fans. Oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Star Wars inside the Tauntaun. This is our podcast opening song. Alyssa, Daniel, and Dino talking about Star Wars. Like and subscribe. We are fans that keep Star Wars cool. We just keep blowing wind at Star Wars. We are Star Wars fans. Yes, thank you for that fan <laughs> breakdown, Daniel. That was great, great. analysis. Hard-hitting analysis you will find on none of the other 300 Star Wars podcasts. Podcast over. No, so you clicked the right one. Thanks for thanks for yes. being with us today. Yes, you reached into the hat and <laughs> pulled out the right one. Yeah, this is all about AC units. We're going to talk about... <laughs> We're your Star Wars HVAC specialists. And... Uh, <laughs> oh, well... What a, what oh a my niche gosh, podcast. This, <laughs> that's a very niche. That's, that's too niche, honestly. That's too niche. Too niche. You're um, right, you're right, you're right. Too specific. Um, whoa, this episode... So good. Disturbing. I love this show. Very disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, the thing that I find the most interesting about this episode is like, I feel like, like stylistically and everything, this, this episode is like what the show is, yeah. you know, yeah. um, which is kind of interesting because we didn't have our Bad Batch with us for like a majority of the episode. So I just yeah. found right. that, I found that kind of interesting. Because she's like, um, she's part of it now. She like, is yes, a bad this batcher. is definitely. I'm calling it the Omega or Mega episode. Omega, yeah, totally. because we obviously got a lot of information about her past and mm-hmm. what, right. what and who wants her and why. Yep. And also, kind of got to see this cool um, confirmations too. Mm-hmm. Yes, revelations, surprises, poops. and poops. And um and it was also really fun and we've seen it a couple of times in, in a small way of her kind of on her own. Yeah. Right. And figuring out, you know, how she operates in the world and Let's see what, what she learned. you know, what she does in, in tricky situations and dang, she she's pretty well for herself. She's impressive for a child. Yeah. I mean, for even for, a for human a even even a human adult. Truly. To like escape in the manner that she did, and like, yeah, just super, right. super interesting to kind of watch her, like you said, Daniel, like piece together like the stuff that she's learned from the Bad Batch, yeah, and how she how she works on her own. Yeah, it's um, like that sort of uh, that video game mentality. She's like going through. Then mm. this was like the the final level where she has to like remember all of her training and put it yeah. all together. Yeah. Well, and it, and it felt like. This episode really put into perspective uh, 
what this show is really about, and I don't think it's about the Bad Batch, which is right, kind of which is kind of which is kind of weird. But what a twist! It's it's uh, the the plot lines they have are starting to flesh out are familiar to anybody who's watched Mandalorian, who's watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what they're suggesting is kind of what we've been talking about for seven weeks now. This cloning, this whole cloning business is uh, the central plot point. For and, sure. And it's going to be something that continues to be very important. Um, but I guess we can get to that as we go yeah, along. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as uh, plot is concerned, the episode wasn't wasn't crazy plot heavy. No. Um, but I'll just like, you know, uh, go through it real quick. Um, so, <laughs> so we have, um, you know, Cad Bane who's just captured Omega, and um, the Bad Batch is trying to catch up to them. Uh, while she's in her little, uh, you know, prison cell in the basement of the ship, uh, Toto three sixty is trying to reattach one of his legs, and she's like, "I'll, I'll help you." And he, he's not sure if he dick. He's not sure if he should trust her, but he decides to let her out. She does. What an idiot. She does. Um, she does help him, and then shuts him down. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, at least temporarily. at least she helped him first. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I feel like that was a if you, like in D and D terms, that was like a like not neutral good. No, that was like more like neutral good, not like lawful yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She still mm-hmm. did the right thing by helping him, even though he helped capture her. So yeah, I don't know. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but um, she is too late because they've just arrived on an abandoning an abandoned. Bing, bing. Flo- Ada, bing, bing. Um, uh, that reminds me of that weird um like fly video from from the 90s i forgot about that oh my god (laughs) so annoying (laughs) what happened to e-bombs world does that website still exist oh oh, probably probably yeah we'll see let's check it out later well or maybe not (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe it's turned into something else um take a nap and then fire some his ass so they're on this. Um, they show up on this abandoned floating installation on the planet Boravio, where um, Cat is supposed to meet up with. Is it Ton Wei or Ton Wee? Well, so Wee. so they call they call her Ton Wei in this episode, but I've heard. I it remember both Boba, ways, right? Yeah, I remember Boba called Ton Wee or okay. called her Ton Wee in Attack of the Clones. So it's pronounced. We've heard yeah. it both ways. So Ton Wee or Wei, take your pick. And, um, and um, just to confirm, Ebon's world does still exist. Oh, good. Oh, okay. You heard it here. Everybody. A relic of the past. A relic of the past? Still a thing. Um, so Cat is uh, meant to hand uh, Omega off to Omega. to them and get his credits for the bounty. Oh, yeah. But... And um, before that, we were um, they were they it was revealed by the, the Comanions, um, like their little meeting together, that there is a, there's a split in the in what should be done indeed armiga yes so the prime the prime minister yeah prime minister is um like yeah you know bring her here get the genetic material and then kill her suck and blow (laughs) which uh uh, which was like really like kind of i mean somewhat shocking to hear them talk like that 
Yeah, yes, like she's w- just a piece of genetic material that they need, and like not. We, a we have now seen child. a yeah, we've seen a very sinister side of the Kaminoans now, and very spooky. But and one of them it, is like, I mean, seemingly kind of motherly, or at least showing signs well, of Lama, motherly um, instincts. Yeah, the um, Nalase was yeah. the one in the beginning episodes that that Omega was like assisting. Right. So, right. Yeah, there seems so to be some sort of like you know special bond there, kinship there, and also she doesn't she doesn't agree with this this she wants order. To keep her safe. Yeah. Well, and and keep her safe, it's I mean. also very interesting that I mean she's Nalase is the chief scientist for right. The Camino, and so she knows, she's intimately aware of what the plan is. Yeah. Uh, with you know what they plan to do with her genetic material, and she's right. looked at it and she's decided, nope. I don't like that. Um, well, I, and oh, that's an interesting thought though too. I'm actually curious whether or not it, it's to do with the the project, or whether or not they're um, like uh she's just upset about the fact that they want to just dispose of her after the fact. Well, I'm I'm sure that's the driving force, but she, if if Lama Su is taking these steps to protect Camino and protect their investments from the empire, mm-hmm. then Se has looked at it and said your plan is not worth the life of this child. Yeah. Yeah. So well, also a, I'm wondering too like does the whatever process they're going to do like well, okay, let, let's bring it back to the Mandalorian. So when they were like trying to get sucking out the Grogu, the juice from the Grogu, um, what like they 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 got it before they were finished, and like didn't I? I am I right? Do I remember them saying like that the process like could potentially like hurt Grogu or maybe even kill him? Or um, I think so. It, it definitely at least sucked like yeah. his. It, he was very, very tired for a, like a, a, yes. a fair amount of time after that. Um, but but the, uh, the bringing it back to Mandalorian, I mean, this is a, a direct parallel to what mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. with Grogu. And Daniel and I were talking about it a little bit last night. Um, uh, Dr. Pershing from The yes. Mandalorian, you remember he had the Camino insignia. So whatever, bec- whatever becomes of Camino, those same cloning techniques are still being experimented with by the time of Mandalorian, which is over 20 years later. Right. Yeah, and perhaps whatever they're doing in this Bad Bad show is going to set the precedent for whatever they're up to in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. after we kind of get that um, spooky, spooky scene with the Kaminoans, spooky dooky. Um, we're, we flash over to the Bad Batch and Tech kind of uncovers that information with a little bit more detail even mm-hmm. that um, the reason that they want her is because she is pure unmodified Lightning. clone from from Django. And all of our bells and whistles are going off. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they didn't even leave it up to our imagination. Tech just said the only other clone like that is is called Boba. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, okay. Um so technically Boba and Oromia are t- twins. They're in a sense. 
they are of the same genetic breakdown or genetic yeah. like genetic material. Yeah. What if, Would we, or if, I don't if know if we call them is... siblings. What's yeah, that? I don't I don't know cuz like I don't know the... if we'd call them siblings. Yeah, right? It's hard to say. Cuz like they come from the same DNA, so I mean, technically twins are literally the same like, you know, identical twins are the same DNA. Um but um oh, Mr. DNA. Um I um but yeah, I, I, I am curious because like she she is unmodified and he is unmodified, but they are both different uh, different sexes, which is interesting. Um, um, so yeah, they are they are different at least in that sense. Um, I am very very curious like how they're going to further explain this. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of possibilities honestly and 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 why like you know um they they obviously did that like without i i'm assuming without the uh the permission of anyone you know they didn't ask Django Django because Django Fett asked for boba Django asked for boba asked for one right yeah and but what was uh, the purpose of the second one yeah what was the purpose of the second one and and is i mean again this is like how how if she is, how is she force sensitive? Right, and or you know, is she? I mean, I, it's seemingly like she is, and and like because why would they need? Why you know why didn't they just use like Boba's DNA? Yeah, because I mean, neither neither. I mean, Django and Boba don't have it, but mm-hmm. but then again, we've we you know, if the sequel trilogy did anything, it it discussed how the force kind of shows up anywhere. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't literally. matter. Yeah, it's so. not. It's not genetic. It's not a. You know. It's something, especially, especially with our, you know, little like whispers of like, you know, Finn being force sensitive and right, all, all that kind of stuff. Um. So we're on this like floating place and um, floating city, floating city. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen Titanic? <laughs> I I have. Yes. What a what a special musical. <laughs> um so uh Tonway is shot down and who shows up but our our friend Fennec Shand. Hey. And um Ormega is running and hiding and Cad and Fennec are fighting and there's a the briefcase but there's no credits in it and What well, the credits are in there they just they they, they, fell, they fall out, out yeah they yeah. fall out into the air and Whoops. um Ormega Ormega finds herself sort of in this like um test tube vat room yeah that was yeah. the spookiest part and, of me. uh yeah i mean i think Could you imagine as a child like yeah, so freaking creepy, and she's just Yikes. in there trying to find like a power source so she can um, surge energy through the grid so that the Bad Batch can find her. So um, yeah, Bora, let's let's talk about Bora Vio. Mm-hmm. What what the hell was going on here? Well, yeah, and this is this is the first time we've ever heard anything about this place, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it is seemingly an abandoned cloning facility with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
old specimens still in their test tubes. And yeah, and there's like one of a, them looks like a Kaminoan. Yeah, yeah, it does. And there's like a variety of other alien species looking things. Um, I think we were all. I mean, I was like Palpatine. You in there? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking He's Snoke. Not, but, I was thinking all sorts of things. But yeah, it's definitely like this variety. There's a um, Kaminoan. There's alien, other aliens, and she's like, yeah, just so, just creepy. That scene was so creepy. But I guess, but yeah, there's just so many questions. It's like you know, um, why abandon it? You know? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? What happened here? there? Why is it not in use anymore? Like. Yeah, because it seems like the power is still there. It seems like things are still functional. They just are like, you know what? Let's move. I mean, did that? I wonder if this was the place the Caminoans first attempted cloning to begin with, or perhaps there was something illicit about the mm. techniques they were. I don't know if the Republic had any rules. Regulations on right. They were like forced to just shut it down, and I mean, I guess it could be as simple as that. They, um, you know, they needed a place that was off the grid, you know, because if you remember in episode two, no, episode one was it episode two? Episode two, um, the when Obi Wan Kenobi goes to the library like looking for this place, they're like, it does not exist. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that could be part of it. Um, that they were like, let's move to a place that they won't know about. Um, well, I mean, like, the Re- the Republic... I'm trying to piece that timeline together. Yeah. Of... It's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, also yeah, keep it... in mind, like, the, the Kaminoans didn't make clones for just the Republic. So... Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, I mean, who, who, what was going on here? And they were cloning their own. So I mean, were these preliminary experiments? Where I, yeah, it could have been for self-preservation. I mean, all sorts of things. Who knows? Yeah, real spooky. Ooh. I I really do hope that they dig a little deeper into that and don't leave. I mean, I love the mystery the mystery of it all for sure because it, it it makes my imagination run wild. But I I would love a little more a little more context there because it's yeah. very cool. For sure. Um, so Fennec finds uh, Ormega in this in this um, uh, test tube room and, you know, says, like, mm-hmm. um, I promise, like, you know, you don't want to go <laughs> where he's taking you. Like, it's yeah. going to be very, very bad. Like, you've got to trust me on this. Death. Um, and um, does, she, does Fennec shoot the test tube or like how does the how does the they're, specimen they're like, like kind of, fu- they're kind of like and struggling it, and then yeah i think she one of the it. one of the vats breaks and some creature of some kind falls on her it's just like oh. well i think i think doesn't toto come in yes and, it's toto yes and, it's not fennec Fe- that breaks it because she's well, trying fennec, to fennec knocks it over but yeah and then outspills one of these it's just gross yeah, yeah it's really it's really kind of unnerving it's um I, I to I mean because the, the 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 creature that we've seen in a test tube like that is you know so I my mind immediately goes to Snoke I mean it it very well could be like an early version of but um yeah I don't know yeah I, spooky. I, I... Spooky as hell. I would love if they if they gave us an explanation of Snoke. <laughs> they gave us. Well, they did, and they. I mean, they have 
in the yeah. comics, but mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if they expect, you know, the normal person to, to read those. But I mean, Snoke was a direct design of Palpatine. Um, yes. Uh, I think we're exploring the technology, like we've said before, I think we're exploring the technology that made that possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. So in so many ways it is, it is, um, you know, filling in those. A prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Ormega, you know, gets out. There's like a struggle with her and Toto. She finds a like an escape pod situation. Um, all all while like you know, Fennec and Cad are beating the crap out of it's each just other. A savage fight. Yeah, really brutal. And the thing that I um, I like so much. I think about what we've gotten in this series so far is like a lot of times and we and we got it obviously a ton with Mandalorian is you know this idea of like bounty hunters being you know multi-dimensional characters we're not just getting like a single like I'm here to kill you let's do it you know situation like it's very interesting and Cad Bane is such an interesting character and Fennec Shand is such an interesting character and getting to see them you know, kind of uh, in scene work where it's not just fighting. Yeah. Um. I I just really like that. It just um. Yeah, they're multidimensional. They're Moral yeah. ambiguity is is interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Like Fennec, we obviously treat her as more of a a, a bounty hunter with a heart, as it mm. were. But she also yeah. she murder she murders people. Right. Yeah. But I do remember, like, when we were introduced to her in the earlier episode, I can't remember, was it episode two or three or four or something like that, but she, I remember us talking, and I was like, well, she was being kind of nice to her, like, she saved her from the tower, she, like, you know, (laughs) even though she was, like, trying to, uh, uh, you know, um, abduct her, she was a very nice child abductor. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but, yeah, I just, I really appreciate that and think it's much more fascinating than just, you know, cold-blooded yes. killer bounty hunter characters. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, and I'm I'm interested we we mentioned foreshadowed to this a little bit uh what Boba and Fennec's relationship will look like and yeah. how it's probably going to be fleshed out in the mm. book of Boba Fett. Yeah. But I yep. find it interesting that um because those two are partners and they're yep. they're they're pretty close, I wonder how Nala say recruiting Fennec to keep or uh, recruiting Fennec to keep uh, Omega away from the Kaminoans. I wonder if, if and when Boba enters the fray, mm. if he's going to be part of the effort to keep her away from uh, Lama Su and yeah, the Kaminoans. That, that, that not... gang of Kaminoans. Uh, yeah, she's she's. We're not done with Fennec for sure. Mm-mm. No. And and I'm, I would assume Boba is is coming. I, I, it I, kind I of feels like it. It feels like it. There's way too much smoke. Yeah, um, that fight sequence, though, honestly, like, I, I thought maybe that Cad was going to die. Yeah, <laughs> It same. really... I was like, oh, this is where they're going to se- do it. It seems like maybe they were going to kill him, but uh, he he didn't die. Um, he didn't die. Mm-mm. Interestingly, we see the plate on his head. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where he took which, off his hat. Which, last episode, we, we talked about... Uh, him getting the, shot in the head by Boba. Right, the unedited, or the... the, the Clone Wars scene that never Clone Wars story arc that never made scene. it mm-hmm. when he gets shot in the head and interesting that they've acknowledged that something like that indeed did happen and so it, he survived like yeah it's kind of a um a 
canon un, an uncanonized canon moment. <laughs> right, it happened, but it happened off screen. Right, perhaps. Right. Yeah, so they're con- probably considering that, or some some event similar to that part of part of the canon now. Right. Yeah, which I guess means that he shot him when he was really young. Well, I mean, it happened during the Clone Wars, so in the last few years. Yes, yeah, so he was just like a little recently. teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, Ormega and Toto are, you know, kind of battling it out. She's trying to get into this escape pod and is is able to do that. Um, and he kind of like flies away and is back to Cad being like, we got to She's she's out of here. We got to figure this out. Um, they get in their ship. They don't have power. Whoops. And uh, then Ormega's little pod engine starts failing and she's free falling into the <laughs> in the sky. What a what a traumatizing, awful experience for this poor girl. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just really horrific because she's, you know, obviously terrified. There's all these people trying to kidnap her and she has no idea why she has no idea right. why it's extremely violent i mean she's been around right. violent stuff with bad batch but like sure just and then finally being like yeah i've gotten away and then and now she's free and now she's free falling <laughs> it's really scary um but um thankfully the bad batch is there to catch her quite quite literally quite literally and um yeah, opens up the hatch and there's there's Wrecker there to scoop her no, scoop her on up moment. and um then we have the the little scene with Fennec talking to uh Nala Say mm-hmm. and you know saying like yeah, she's she's gotten away, she's she's safe for the time being. And you know, Fennec says, "Well, you, if you need more help, you know, you know how to get in touch with me. So, I'm here if you need anything." And um, and then the episode ends with um this this uh, scene with dial one eight hundred Fennec, the bounty hunter for you. <laughs> um, uh, this scene with uh, Omega and Hunter, and she can't sleep, and she's just like, I'm just you know, it's just this very, again, very like you know, father and child sweet moment where she's it was like so sweet. She's like, but I'm also just so scared. Sad. She's like, they're just, they're never gonna stop looking for me and trying yeah. to, trying to get me. And, and, you know, he just, I might as well just end it now. <laughs> and, and she um, dies. and he's like, yeah, go ahead. Just jump out. <laughs> um, so dark. So dark. No, but he just says, you know, like, I, I promise you, we will protect you. And, Oh yeah, that the the way that they end the show is with a promise. Ooh! That wasn't that wasn't a smart move on his part. Well, as a parent, that's what that's what you say. I that's mean, if you your if your child you is do. is terrified for yeah. any reason, you just say, "Yeah, I, prom- I promise. I promise you, everything is going to be fine." Yeah, he he basically his promise was, "I promise you won't go back to." Camino. We're not going to let them take you back to Camino. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, they're I, gonna have to break that. Obviously, I mean it's yeah. Well, either that or or you know she's just gonna end up back there because that yeah. that's 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 a famous 
famous way to foreshadow, you know, like it's such a foreboding thing to do. Anytime anybody makes a promise in a film or a TV show, you're like, well, especially because we have yet to see these characters beyond the Clone Wars era. So none of their fates are sealed. Right. 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 We, uh, we can't assume everybody makes it out of this. Because they don't. And maybe, maybe that will be the case because it's an animated show and, they're going to want to do stuff with these characters later, but because they have never been referenced anywhere else. Yeah. Do they get clipped? Like it would be, it would be a very, it would be a tough challenge Mm. to write them out of the other shows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, we're just, we're in very unknown territory because we don't, (laughs) Yeah, I, th- I I think the last episode we were like, oh, I think I know where the show is going. But like right now, I'm like, all right, now what? Because I was like, oh, maybe getting, yeah, I think the, the last thing we said was just like, oh, or at least that I said, I was like, maybe getting Omega, Armiga would be like the, end, the, the now, the new end game, you know, but that's obviously not it because <laughs> it happened yeah. literally the next episode. I do yeah. like in how, how fast the show is moving. That's nice. It is. Yeah. And Obviously, the parallels to Mandalorian are you can't you can't argue Undeniable. with them there. There's this you know sort of fatherly type you know this group of. I like it though in a in a you know in the way because that Star like Star Wars is family. It is well in the way that it was so sweet to watch Mando become a dad to a Grogu. Yeah. This is really sweet because it's like a it's like a different type of parenting situation as totally. well. And I always really, really appreciate that. I know that this is like, you know, might be too scary for some kids, but I always really appreciate it um, when just different family structures are are shown in, in, in animated series because yeah. not just the um, normal like structure. Yeah. Yeah. I um I always say that like Steven Universe on Cartoon Network is a fantastic example of this. It's it's three women and and a, and a man all helping raise a kid they're all co-parents right. together and um yeah i had a i had a friend who was like oh yeah my son loves that show and she she has like a co-parenting family situation and so she was like oh i bet i bet that's like one of the reasons that he really is drawn to it cuz it's like you know not a not a you know quote unquote traditional looking family so mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very sweet, and we've talked about how sweet it is to to watch all of these kind of gruff soldiers become parents and chosen you know. family. Yeah, it's very sweet, and yeah, yeah, I like it too a lot. If if they make it out of this series alive, it would stand to reason maybe I don't know how they'll explain it or where they've been all this time, but mm-hmm. right. the Bad Batch and a like aged thirty, Omega showing up in the book of Boba Fett as a ragtag group of killers. It's that'd possible. be, I mean, that'd it's be pretty possible. badass. That'd be pretty cool. It would be really neat. It would. That'd be, really be a lot neat. of work for um, uh, Tamura Morrison. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If, if he's if he's supposed to be all those people, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Also have to be. Omega. I don't know how that. <laughs> yeah. In a wig. <laughs> I In an oh, Ellen DeGeneres man. wig. I want that so hard now. <laughs> Ooh. 
I think that he, you know what, isn't like he's on social media, isn't he? Somebody, somebody needs to recommend him to do that because that or needs to or be at fun. least Photoshop him into all of the Bad into Batch and and Omega from the yes. Bad Batch poster or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that's the gist of the episode, yeah. and um. Do you guys have any thoughts as to where it's going to go? I mean, like, I I think it's still stands to reason that they 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 have to deal with their their friend. Um, yeah, there's going to be some stuff with crosshair coming yeah. up. There's yeah. going to be some stuff with either a run in with other Caminoans, or mm-hmm. they have they have to they literally have to go to Camino for one reason or another. Right. Um. Well, now and you have kind of a twofold issue, Camino trying to act quickly to protect themselves from the empire. But now you have a schism inside Kamino and mm-hmm. hierarchy, which, you know, won't be a secret yeah. going forward. So I, I, there's a lot of politics at play and uh, it'll get nasty. And the nastier it gets, the more likely the empire is just to be like, I'm flatten all of it. And Well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like if, 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 um, uh, if the Mandalorian is any indication, it sounds like the Empire sort of seizes the Camino, and and the maybe the Caminoans are not even going to be around anymore. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've 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 mentioned that before. I mean, as far as we know, they're not. I mean, Doctor Pershing is the first example, first and best example of that. Is humans as far as we know, don't work with the Kaminoans. So it's very right. possible the Empire does to Kamino what they end up doing to the clones, replacing them with... People. People. Conscripts. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. And, uh, you know, at least in the old continuity of Star Wars, the expanded universe, they really uh, played up, you know, the Palpatine's regime cracking down on alien species and annihilating them. And perhaps, you know, we've seen it on uh, uh, Geonosis. The Empire exterminates the Geonosians after the Death Star project is nearly complete. And they, I mean, it's really grotesque. They hire all these Geonosian workers as slave labor, and then they put them down. Yikes. And to cover their tracks. And that's that's canon. That's in the recent canon. Um, Yeah. Oh so, man! Uh, I wonder. Very lighthearted and fun for kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you teach them about genocide early. You know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I mean, yeah, just that, just that test tube, that that tube vat scene alone. Tube vat. Tube vat. <laughs> um. Yeah. As a kid, that would have scared scared the crap out Bejeebus. of me. But I wouldn't. Yeah, that would have given me nightmares for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Spook- spooktastic. Um, Great. Yeah, well, any other any other thoughts, feelings? No, just that I'm effing excited, and I I yeah. really really love this show. I, I I'm continually surprised and excited because I remember I've said this before on the show, but like I was kind of like like yay more Star Wars content, but like you know I don't know. It felt like it was gonna be a cute spinoff, but like nothing that I was going to be super, super invested in, but I am like all in now. Yeah. I can't, I, 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 I care about these characters. 
I, I, it's beautiful I, to watch. It's yeah. beautiful to listen to. It sounds, yeah. it sounds exactly like what you want and need Star Wars to sound like. Yes, the sound design totally. is, is wonderful. Um, um, very unique music, to Star Wars. Music is awesome. The voice acting, we talk about that every single week, but freaking D. Bradley Baker. G's Louise. Killing the game. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's super fun. And I'm really glad, I'm really glad it, it's it exists. Yeah, and I'm glad you're all yeah. watching it with us. Um, uh, in other very brief Star Wars news, uh, oh. uh, the Patty Jenkins directed Rogue Squadron movie oh, has yeah. received a writer, uh, Matthew Robinson. Uh, he wrote and directed Ricky Gervais in The Invention of Lying. Oh, that's a great movie. Yes, uh, and he is set to write Rogue Squadron. Awesome! Uh, that's great news. Uh, yeah, you should, um, you should watch, news, right? you should watch, yeah, yeah, Daniel, you should watch that movie, it's, it's a good movie. It's I like it. Invention of Wine. So. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is going to be the first uh, feature film since uh, The Rise of Skywalker, and uh, oh. they, they start pre-production, I believe, I think they said this fall. And oh, is that going to be the first one? Yeah, and then they start oh, shooting early next year. Wow. Everything else is Disney Plus. That was part of yeah. We we talked about it. the The broader strategy. I think they looked at COVID and said, mm. "Let's tap in on streaming." But now that we're kind of pretty much on the other side of of COVID, at least here, that um, there's some whispers. Hopefully, hopefully the films become more prominent. Because honestly, as excited as I am about all of these series and how spoiled we are, Get me Star Wars belongs here. on the big screen. It certainly yeah. does. It certainly does, and. I can't wait to see. I can't wait, yeah. I can't wait to see see things in the movies. The it's gonna popcorns. be so fun. Um, okay, so so that movie's first. Then um, we've got a bunch of unannounced, unannounced things. Yeah, dates and the, is there what what is the next confirmed? Is there even a con- next confirmed um, film? Like, what are are the? Um, uh, I don't know off the top of Last my head. Last Jedi shoot. What's his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, the Ryan Johnson so, movies or movie coming up. Uh, he's allegedly still producing a trilogy. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard too. We don't know when that's happening. Um, so we've got all the Disney Plus shows. So those could be next, but we don't really know. Uh, well, I'm, some I'm definitely trying. will be. I mean, there's there's at least a couple that are currently in production. So. Uh, Rogue Squadron is set for Christmas of twenty. Well, as of now, set for Christmas of twenty twenty three. Oh, so I, far I away. Wonder, I wonder if they'll move so that up. Away. I'm going to be four thousand years old. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. You look good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan Johnson has said it, his trilogy was still in development, but that's. I mean, we're looking at the end of this decade, probably. Oh gosh! Jeez. I mean, towards the end, like twenty twenty six and on. I don't even know if I'll like Star Wars then. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Knows? I don't even know if I'll like you guys then. <laughs> no, oh, that's definitely very not. Up in the air. I mean, probably not. But <laughs> yeah, no. Oh wow! But uh, garbage. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure once they wa- see the uh, the film industry rebound, that. They might speed things they'll, they'll up a bit. They'll start to speed up the process. From your lips to God's ears. I think there's probably just a lot of, and rightfully so, a tentative 
Sure. And it's still it's still very expensive to to do things right. It's even more expensive right now because right. you still have got a COVID test every day and boopity bops. Well, and they're 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 brothers and sisters at Marvel Studios, I think will prove to be a good testing ground for how keen people are to get back to the theater, which I suspect they are. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- they'll have plenty of test runs on billion dollar movies to see if they are indeed still billion dollar movies. Yeah. I, well, uh, and if you biggest... if you haven't gotten your Black Widow tickets yet, uh, check out in your area because lots of different theaters are doing special special deals to try to get people <laughs> to yeah, be in the movies. Go. So, like, go free, free, yeah, free drinks, free free, free snacks. Um, yeah, get back in the theaters. We need so, the theaters. Yeah, yeah we so we hope that you will all go see Do Black it. Widow. We already have our tickets, and it's, so it is like a week and a half away. Yeah, a week yeah, from Thursday. Like, oh my soon. god, we've been waiting for so long. I'm so um, excited. I know, me too. <sighs> well, if you are Exploring also a Marvel, if- the world <laughs> oh, god. in comfort once again. <laughs> this is hor- the- There's this horrific voiceover, and whoever you are, I'm sorry that I'm ragging on you, but it is really bad for for Viking cruise lines. It's, it's very excitable. It's something. It's just. It doesn't it's patronizing. It, it sounds it, like it's a, patronizing. Yeah, it that's sounds like a Sesame Street it. character that just <laughs> came from a visit from <laughs> from Norwegian from, places. No, she's British. It's not. She's not Norwegian at well, all. Well, I mean, the Viking the, the, the cruise line is Norwegian, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we hope that you are um, having fun watching <laughs> Bad Bad Batch and uh, join us for our Loki conversations and yes. breakdowns as well. We're having a blast with that. Yeah, we've got show. two weeks, uh, three weeks of Loki left. Yep, it's yeah. getting lit, y'all. Ooh, yeah, it's crazy. We're halfway. Oh boy! If you want to have an existential crisis while having a really good time, watch Loki. Yeah. And, and come with us. Yeah, we hope that you're joining us all the time. Like and subscribe. And yeah, this is Inside the Tauntaun Star Wars podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. And I'm Dino Nicandros. May the force be with you. Always. Bye.